I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hello and welcome to How Does It Hold Up? The podcast where we watch movies, talk about them, and ask the question, how's it hold up? Our main focus is traditionally animated films, but we'll definitely cover things outside of that realm, too. I'm Danica, a lesbian trans woman, aspiring author, and animation enthusiast. And this is my mom, Jan. A high school AP English teacher and author of the published thesis, Transfigured Women Gamers, Understanding the Transformative Nature of Immersive Gameplay. This thesis illuminates the transformative potential of role-playing games and the impact of women gamers over the age of 35 on the gaming industry. So we just finished watching uh, Cinderella, the original 1950 Disney version of it. Um, what did you think about it overall? Did you enjoy it? Um, how much nostalgia did you have going into this thing? Lots of nostalgia. I really enjoyed it. I had forgotten how much I Do you remember the first time you saw it? Because, I mean, that's an old movie. It's older than you. I I think my my earliest recollection, I know I watched it growing up. So I can remember, you know, with my family. I don't know if it was like on Walt Disney World that came on. Sure, sure. It used to come on at night. Oh, yeah, because back then at first it wasn't, you didn't have like VHS and stuff. So you would have just been watching reruns on TV. That's, yeah, I didn't even think about about it like that. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I definitely remember watching it when I was a kid. Um, That was definitely on VHS. I don't remember if we had one of the official ones or not, because we had some of those uh, ones that a relative recorded for us. Um, But yeah, I definitely remember, I definitely remember watching it a fair bit. There's, um, I don't know, I guess I I kind of remembered the overall plot, but forgot a whole lot of the specifics because it's been a very long time. I had forgotten how simplistic it was yeah. as far as the characters, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, there like were... it's, there's not a whole lot of meat on them bones, but like, it's still a good meal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, because again, Cinderella obviously is the, which we can get into more specifics, but I mean, is the main protagonist. But other than her and then her wonderful little, you know, animal friends and yeah. creature friends, there really wasn't much... Yeah, character dialogue or yeah, no, and and I I I didn't I really enjoyed that simplicity. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed getting caught up in the music and just the emotions. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think this is one that I'd necessarily go back and watch again and again. But like it was it was fun watching it just now. It's not like it's super long, anyways. Um, So before we really get into specifics, then uh, I think we can we can tell. But uh, would you recommend this movie? Would I, w- I would. I would. I would very much, especially with younger children. But mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's a wonderful, fun family movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I there's very little that would make me not recommend this. It's it's a fun little movie. Let's get specific. Um, this is an animated work. Most of what we're probably going to cover on this show is going to be that um, because I love animation and especially 2d animation um what did you think about the animation in this movie i know it's like you've seen it so many times and from a young age that you don't even necessarily think about it a lot but you know this is a fully animated thing and how how just in general did you like looking at that animation was it nice to watch animation it was nice to watch i th- one thing that stood out to me is the lack of detail in cinderella's face mm-hmm. 
And I guess the sisters, it seems like the stepmother had even more. And then, of course, yeah. the prince had very little. The father of the, the king seemed to have more as well as the archduke. But that's just one thing that just kind of Yeah, it's, it seems like, uh, not necessarily in the sister's case, but with Cinderella and the prince, it's like the, the prettier you are, the the more simplistic your face looks to kind of, you know, not having wrinkles and stuff on it that denotes unattractiveness because even the sisters do have kind of more of the wrinkles even if they're still not super detailed faces because they're not as beautiful um yeah but other than that i really enjoyed the animation and i also love the animation on all of the the mice yeah yeah and the dog and the horse even the little bird like i there was a, a thing really early on where the little birds come in and like they they pick up one of her braids because she does her hair in braids when she goes to sleep to like get it at her ear and just that little that little bit of animation i thought was super cute um, also something interesting I noticed is that the cat Lucifer has thumbs, which is weird. Oh, that's, like, oh I, gosh, I don't know if I caught that, but I did. You, you can especially love... tell in the cup scene where he's like picking up the cups, like he, like there's a thumb, like it's over to the side. It's not with the other, it's a full on thumb, which cats don't normally have, but I get it. He needed to pick up cups for the well, comedy inter- of the scene. Interestingly too, the shape of Lucifer, I absolutely delighted in, in, in Lucifer's, but it's, I, I just realized it's the same type, the same shapes as mm-hmm. the Cheshire, Cheshire yeah, Cat they do, in, they do, which in Alice, Alice in Wonderland, I think, is after this one, okay. uh, later in the 50s. Um, but yeah, no, but they definitely seem to have a very similar body type. Exactly. Even and like face, some of the hair on the... And even the, yeah. even the tail. Yeah, the, the treasure cat's eyes are less evil looking, because Lucifer's pretty evil, as we'll get into, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he's named Lucifer. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> um, I, I had forgotten that was his name. Yeah. Another, so another a few bits of just, like, little animation that I uh, liked or found interesting. When the fairy godmother appears, you know, she just kind of fades in. And, like, Cinderella's, like, laying her head on the bench. And then the fairy godmother just appears between her and the bench, even though at first it didn't seem like there was any room there. And she doesn't, like, move up. So she just, like... That's true. Yeah, is it's a, you don't really question it, but I was like staring at it and was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I also liked when uh, the fairy godmother uh, got her wand. She like just kind of pulled down in the air and it just appeared there, which is a nice little thing that you can do with animation. Yeah. Um, I also thought when they were in the castle, like the every room seemed huge. Like, they did a really good job, like, having the backgrounds be gigantic and the characters little in it, especially when it did, like, a full thing of the room. Even the the king's, like, um, bedroom and his, and his um, bed are, like, gigantic, ridiculously I huge. I agree. Yeah, just kind of, like, it, the it opulence is. of Abs- it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and I loved the transition scenes with going into more detail as you got closer but like when they were when they were dancing when Cinderella was yeah. dancing with the prince and they went from that ballroom you yeah. talk about and then I liked how it denoted night by just those beautiful blues yeah I like it was gorgeous when they left the like main part of it and like most of the scene was in shadow but then the back was like lit that was like it just looked gorgeous that was a really beautiful looking 
Can I scene? also mention Shadow yeah. throughout the animation? What I loved is the depiction of the good and evil with the yeah. shadows. Yeah. That's something else that jumped out to no, me that, in the animation. Yeah, and especially uh, toward towards the end where Lady Tremaine's kind of putting two and two together and like the her her face in the scene itself like kind of darkens but her eyes stay like really bright mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. yeah that was and good. even when it first introduces her how she's sitting back in her yes. bed and it's completely dark yeah and then it starts getting a little bit lighter and lighter yeah as yeah it, that i just that was powerful it was just it was. like it, it, it really pr- you know pricked at my emotions and almost that yeah. fear that that fear factor yeah with that with no, and there's some of those things like that are it would be really hard to pull off with live action. So it's really interesting how they're how they're able to do that. There's actually a key scene that's kind of, I mean, spoilers are hard are like what is a spoiler in this movie that it feels like literally everyone's seen. But uh, I'll most of the stuff towards the end I will consider spoilers. And there's a key emotional scene not at the end but before they go to the ball that's. Uh, the the things that they do with animation in the backgrounds and that I think are really interesting and we'll we'll discuss that some more in detail later because I I found that fascinating. Um, another fun little animation thing is I noticed the Duke keeps changing what eye he puts his little monocle on. Oh goodness, I didn't yeah, know, I didn't. And it's not I don't think it's like an, an animation error or anything. Like I'm, it seems pretty clear that it's that the animators are having fun with like he'll he'll pick it up and he'll put it on one or the other. And oh okay, yeah, okay, yeah. kind of like the I know we just saw Robin Hood men in tights but how <laughs> uh, how prince yeah, john's with the mole. mole keeps changing yeah except it's on his not face. a physical part exactly. of him so it's less yes, weird yes, yes um okay yeah yeah oh and also um when cinderella's running away and the duke sends the horseman after him they looked weirdly terrified they Was did that just they had me? red eyes yes yeah. they had red eyes and they were black and they yeah. again like they any were, like, highlights scary. on them were bl- were red like yes. it was red and black and just like terrifying looking. I know. Looking. I agree. Like, were I they agree. supposed to look that terrifying? Because there's not a ton of fear in that scene. It's like, they're not going to kill her if they find exactly. her. Exactly. It's kind of like she was this <laughs> terrible criminal that escaped. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. I'm not, I guess I'm not 100% sure what the um, purpose of that was. It does make you fear for her a little bit more, but it's also like, realistically, these guys aren't going to hurt her. They're just trying to bring her back to marry the prince. Exactly. I wonder if somehow, I guess my only thought, they seem throughout this throughout Cinderella to denote the the terror or the possible impending doom of the Archduke if he doesn't fulfill the king's wishes and getting her. Maybe. So is that his terror? I don't know. With going after her, <laughs> I don't know. But again, they Maybe. did look Who terrifying. Knows? Yeah. They, they they looked like, you know, yeah, they were dispatched from an evil king or queen or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that's animation, and I mean, it's an animated movie, so we'll probably mention animation more anyways, but let's focus a little more on, like, the story and characters now. Um, quit. Two two quick things that I noticed is that when I think of Cinderella's dress, I think of it as being blue, but it's not. It's silver. <laughs> oh. Like, she has a silver dress, but I think in a lot of merchandise and stuff, it's blue. Yes, I've always so thought So I think of, of it as blue. Disney, even it, I like, think my thought of the Disney princesses. Yeah, but we watched it, and, like, it's definitely silver, so I'm not sure why that change happens, because um, they're both beautiful. But yeah, it's like a silver-white kind of thing. Um, not blue. Um, and then also... Um, 
uh, it's never really explained because it probably doesn't really need to be. But I found it interesting that everything else disappeared at midnight, but the shoes both remained. And it's and I guess it uh, makes she me think that the fairy godmother's like a bit of a has a bit of an agenda here. She's like, well. I'll let these things stick. Well, she made a point. Cinderella made a point of, of, of saying, hugging like, the shoe. Yeah, that she had oh, the one. Thank you. No. Yeah. No. She yeah. Made, when it, when when everything disappeared. So she seemed to assume it was like a gift. A gift. Which she I think did is because fair. yeah, she hugged it to herself after yeah. everything else disappeared. Like it's everything like, else oh, is gone. Thank you. Kind of like a keepsake yeah. memory from the, yeah, from the yeah. evening is kind of how I interpret it. No, I think you're right. But I like your thought though that it was calculated by the fairy godmother possible. yeah i mean who knows if gift, she knew but... what would happen but she's like this could be useful i don't know or maybe it was just a nice gift that then ended up being very useful i don't know so uh let's talk about cinderella herself what do you think of her as a character i like her as a character i don't i don't think there was much opportunity for character growth mm-hmm. but i think what what the first thing that struck me is the saying they went to the backstory of saying something along the lines that her stepmother did not reveal her tr- her true nature until after the father had yeah, died. Yeah, which it's weird to imagine her being nice at all, but that's that description insinuates that she was at some point. Correct. So, or at least point, not overly evil. Exactly. So the thought that occurred to me when I got to know Cinderella throughout throughout this is that adversity you know time you know when things are tough or when adversity happens that's what challenges your true nature and the fact that cinderella did not seem to ever change her nature she seemed to genuinely even then with all of the abuse that was inflicted upon her after her father died not only that but i can't even fathom how heart-wrenching and how traumatic that would have been to lose her father yeah and then have all of those things thrust upon her but that it never changed her nature yeah i like that the movie also does like specifically state that it's abuse like it's not like tiptoeing around like no she's straight up abused i uh there was a lot of i guess when it seems like a lot of times when people talk about cinderella they talk about her being very passive as a character and not having a lot of agency which i think is is true but i think that she does have more personality and then i guess a lot of people attribute to her um some some stuff i noticed she makes little clothes for mice which is adorable and sweet um when lucifer messed up the ballroom she was gonna go hit him with a broom she was she was was just stopped (laughs) by the guy at the door but like she was gonna do that and then i also liked her when she was gonna go up the stairs and and give them the letter or whatever she her little sarcastic like thing about the the um, music lesson like she has some of that little she has little bits here and there of like that that kind of snarkiness to her, which is, which is nice. Um, and such as later, um, when, when she's like wanting to go to the thing or whatever. And, and then she's like, sorry, I'm not going to be able, she's like, I'm not going to be able to go. And she's like upset or whatever. And Lady Terrain tries to say some BS about like, uh, th- there will be other times she like cuts her off <laughs> yes. mid sentence yes. there. Yes. So I was like, yeah, so yes. just a little bit, just a little. Cause like, I mean, realistically, there's not a whole lot so that she can do if she like, fights back really willfully then they're just gonna hurt her more uh, and i wouldn't be surprised if she did do more of that when she was younger but we don't see um cause, oh because also um 
before the traumatic scene that we'll discuss in the spoiler section when uh lady tremaine starts walking towards her um when she has the dress that the mice gave or whatever like the look of terror that's on cinderella's face really spoke to me of like yeah no she's been through some stuff at this woman's hands you know like just because she she all all lady tremaine did was step forward and like the look of was like terror on on cinderella's face um also she's a little dumb because she didn't know that it was the prince and like that was the whole point of this thing girl like the you you heard the letter thing it's it's the to have people be with the prince and there's like not a lot of other guys there so like logically but she somehow didn't know it was him which was amusing uh, a couple of things one is from the very beginning i feel like she established her agency yeah. when she was a little bit defined about waking up yeah, and yeah. did the cute little thing with the birds. And she said, well, yeah. serves you right for interrupting dreams. Yeah, I thought was that was cute. I liked that And too. I loved, I loved her relationship with all of the animals. Again, giving the, the, making the little clothes. And obviously she messed up for the little birds too. Yeah. Because the little birds oh yeah. Yeah. No, like pretty spark. much all the animals besides, I guess the uh, Bruno and the horse, see, all the little ones seem to have. Correct. Stuff. Correct. Which I guess it. I guess those are all the ones that the that her sisters and and stepmother wouldn't see necessarily. Whereas Bruno and the horse, they would. So they'd probably be like, "Why are you giving them clothes?" That's so, true. I didn't think about that. I just now Correct. thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's probably that, why. That's a good point. And when you were saying, you said something, and now I've kind of lost my, okay. my thought. But as far as as far as personalities are being afraid with the stepmother and mm-hmm. and all of that she oh her some of her little kind of getting back I, again it was it was cute with i don't know just her her having her routine but she definitely seemed to have kind of have a rhythm i don't know i just loved yeah. her rhythm and all with the animals oh and back to the the possibility i know what i was going to say with the oh. prince i think what they showed is with her coming in late that she was wandering. She hadn't really quite made it into the ballroom. Mm -hmm. And I don't, so I don't think she was quite up. She hadn't been announced and all of that. So she was wandering around. It didn't depict her seeing him approach her. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I think it was believable that why she didn't know he was the prince. Then just this nice, this nice man, you know, helped her find her bearings or, and then she started dancing. I'm just saying, this just was my thought. And then they start dancing. Then she got caught up in, in, in in him. And because the way she describes him to the little animals, when the pumpkin and all that disappears, it's just like, I'm so sorry. You know, again, her little nature apologizing. She said, he was just, she was just like, he was just so nice and, and, you know, blah, blah, and dance so well. So I think, Again, they didn't even exchange. They made it clear each other's names. Yeah. At, because he's like, I don't even know your name. So oh, yeah. they just, and then interestingly, we never know the, the one name. thing he's that I kept prince. watching for, and I never saw their, their mouths move when they were both singing. Yeah. So that seemed to be in their minds yeah. because there didn't seem to be that conversation going on. Yeah. So there just seemed to be, you know, again, them mostly swept up in dancing. The exactly. <laughs> mostly and then, dancing exactly, with each and other. Swept up in, and the and we're like, and wow, this person's hot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, in that sense and then she said oh i haven't even met the prince she was just caught up in the moment yeah plus you know it's not i wish they'd made a little bit clearer i know she of course there at one point it said eight o'clock but that Mm. was before the 
the stepmother and stepsisters and all that got on the coach and yeah, all of that. Yeah, so I'm not so sure when they started dancing. They didn't dancing. quite, but then she must have gotten there quite late if it went by that fast. So I wonder if she, you know, yeah, I don't know. it's hard she to got tell. There at time, Eleven. Time can kind of go however in movies yeah. when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that the we barely get to really see the prince, but I was really amused about him yawning and like literally rolling his eyes with like the people that he's introduced to. Like he's just so not about it. Exactly. Uh, which was funny. Um, any any besides the mice, because we'll get to the mice. Um, any other thoughts about some of the characters, the king, the sister? Oh, I liked Anastasia's um, line about, and I'm so eligible. Like, that's not a weird brag, but okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Well, no, I was just going to say, no, I don't know if it's quite, well, interestingly, that the, the characters, there weren't many that you really knew much. The prince, literally, he said a few lines. You hardly I really, know anyone's ex- name exactly. either. So, yeah, you don't even know the prince's name. I you don't. You don't know you the don't prince's know name. name. You don't know the king names. You don't know the grand duke's name. Exactly. None of them have names. Exactly. So people people tend to re- seem to refer to the prince as Prince Charming, but he's never been referred to that in that actual movie. Correct. So and and so the king cracks me up because yeah. he's so childlike. Also he's murderous. Such, <laughs> yes, this is true. And very has no impulse control. No. Breaks a lot of things. Yeah. Has uh, a very absolutely. bouncy bed. Exactly. Exactly. Likes to throw things. Yeah. And, so again, yeah. very childlike. And again, like was going to straight up murder a man. Like he was trying to kill that guy with a yes. sword. <laughs> exactly. So yes, not not. No impulse control. The Grand Duke. Not seeing a huge family resemblance between him and his son either. This is true. He's very, very, seemed very, very short. Yeah. Very, very short. And the other, let's see, what else? Oh, the not much dialogue, which again, I found very interesting. But again, it just, the music, the the shadows, all Mm -hmm. of that, it was interesting, carried carried yeah. along the storyline yeah, which was yeah. interesting which i i actually enjoyed because then i didn't have to i don't know i just i guess it's simplicity is what i really loved uh-huh. because i didn't have to i don't know get sidetracked with conversations or do i like that or do i like that mm-hmm. you know that he said that she said that yeah there wasn't a lot to question about the romance because there wasn't a whole lot to it so you're just kind of like that's eh, it's, it's fairy tale it'll it's they're instantly in love it's fine (laughs) like you don't it doesn't give you much to think about with it so you don't think a whole lot about it unless you're one of those people who's like they've barely known each other blah blah blah. it's like yeah we get it but it's (laughs) it's just a little movie you know um but as far as other characters i absolutely enjoyed lucifer i loved lucifer getting his comments i love me i felt like lucifer was the standout character (laughs) like He's a jerk, but he's also really fun. I don't know. I, to me, Gus doing... Gus. I, I love Gus Gus. That, <laughs> well, Gus, we're not Gus discussing the contender. mice too much yet. But... Gus Gus is a contender. But no, I love how Lucifer, I just, you know, the, the yeah. laughs. And I, again, trying to sit. was hilarious. Yes. And him trying to sit on the pearls and then scooch <laughs> his hiney and then getting stuck in through the sleeve of yeah. that of that gown, whatever it was, it was just awesome. Yeah. And, and then he again, definitely feels like a cat because he's a complete yes, like yes, a cat. Is. Yes, 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 yes. Which again, I have not again, I have three cats. I love and adore cats, 
but they are they're they're jerks and i love i love them dearly uh but he was he was just fun i guess pretty much every scene he was in so he was i i would for me personally i think he was the highlight yeah but let's get into the mice which i say in a little bit of a tone so i'll explain they're adorable and i like them jack and gus uh, are adorable the little lady mice are are fun and adorable um and their scenes are generally fun but before I continue, what do you what do you think? Tell me about your I opinions so, on the mice. I think so too. I think they were they carried a lot of the movie mm-hmm. because they were I also interestingly, I feel like the mice were aside from Cinderella, which almost in some ways more so because they carried a lot of the behind the scenes mm-hmm. were the main protagonists because yeah. they were the little heroes not only of trying to get the dress done but in trying to help cinderella escape and all of that i think they were amazing so yeah i I had forgotten how much of little protagonists they were yeah and then clearly lucifer was a great antagonist and evil villain you know along with uh with the stepmother so yes lady tremaine i don't remember if her name's actually said in the movie oh it's fine well i mean cinderella only ever calls her stepmother which is awkward but also feels a little bit rebellious um but yeah, okay so the mice so i love them and think they're adorable and i think everything that you said is right and i think what you said is also part of the problem because they are more protagonists than cinderella even though the movie's named after her and the main plot is about her it feels like the mice have way too much screen time like they're adorable but they are like half the movie yes i agree and at that point, it feels like maybe we should just rewrite this movie and make it about them because Cinderella's barely in her own movie, it feels like. Um, and I have a feeling that I haven't seen the 2015 remake, but from what I understand, it fixes that problem um, and push and the mice are like very, very minimized and it's actually about Cinderella. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and I don't necessarily think that makes this a bad movie. But I think I personally would have probably enjoyed the movie more if it had focused more on the actual human characters and a little less on my shenanigans, because there's a whole lot of my shenanigans, <laughs> so many. Exactly. Interesting. This is what occurred to one thought that I had is one is by doing having the mice do so much and especially Jack and Gus. Mm hmm. You still had, then you still, it turned Cinderella into a trope yeah. of a damsel in distress. And it's two, yeah, it and it's still two mice. male characters, two men mice. Men mice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And even the dog was, yeah. mean, was the, a male. Yes. And, and of course, the main villain was a male as far as Lucifer, if you would go with Lucifer. For compared to the Who mice. was one of yes. them, correct. And yeah. then, of course. So, yeah, interestingly... Yeah that fed into that trope yeah and again it, it, it feels she... like they just kind of ended up letting the mice dominate the movie exactly um, which would be obviously worked because it's it was a very financially successful film and like the mice are fun and adorable i f- i forgot that gus was a new mu- a new mouse i yeah i forgot <laughs> the beginning of the movie where he gets his little clothes and stuff and it's not even like cinderella asked them to help her she yeah. just she was just like this helpless She's crying just friends at the with door them and they're like and she was help her. and they have to help her yeah. it was uh, the only thing she did to help herself get out of that is finally to say go get ja- is it jasper the the dog's no, name uh, Bruno. 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 Go get Bruno. So, yeah. so again, that's the only thing she did to contribute to her own yeah. escape. So, 
Again, I didn't like how much they made her a damsel. Yeah, agreed. Okay, okay. So, that's story and characters. I think we've made our opinions pretty clear with that. How about voice acting? Um, did, did you like it? Were there any standouts in either a good or a bad way as far as you were concerned? I really enjoyed... The ones that I enjoyed that absolutely... I liked Cinderella's. Uh, voiced and singing voice. I don't know if it was the same actress, but it's I just... not. I can actually oh, tell you both of their cool. names. Okay. Or no, no, it is. It's uh, I, Eileen Woods okay. uh, did both. She, no, she did the talking and the singing. I just love the the I don't know the the softness and mm-hmm. the I don't know loveliness is just a word that comes to mind. Just 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 yeah. It's just, no, she it's has so a pretty soothing. voice. Very very yeah. pretty. I think it went with her the, the depiction of her character, her gentle, loving yeah. nature with the animals as well as then singing. I loved Gus Gus's voice. <laughs> Let's okay, see who and... did that was Jimmy McDonald. Okay, he actually I... did Jacques and Gus. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay, interestingly, yeah, because yeah. I especially liked Gus's voice, but okay. yeah, no, I mean he's obviously put it on a deeper voice there, but yeah, he does both. And then I loved Lady Tremaine. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? I loved her voice because it was to me the epitome of snobbery, <laughs> evil. Yeah. Eleanor Audley, by the way. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, Eleanor did a wonderful job. She she definitely plays plays that part well. Like you really feel that. Um, where was I know I had a fun fact. I have two fun facts when it comes to voice actors. Um, one is that Anastasia, the redhead stepsister, um, is, she was voiced by Lucille Bliss, um, who did some more voice acting after that including a long time after that, um, Invader Zim. Do you remember the uh, teacher who's all doom and gloom and really kind of mean and stuff, and she's named Miss Bitters? That's the same voice actress. That's Lucille Bliss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if she's still with us anymore, but... um... But yeah, and she had a great annoying quality to yeah. her voice. <laughs> and then she was able to sound very old and mean uh, years later. So and then also uh, Bruno. I mean, all the animals are voiced by people, even Lucifer and Bruno. Oh, Bruno is okay. voiced by Pinto Kolvig, who is the original voice of Goofy. Oh, so Bruno, okay. Bruno's Goofy. OK, mm-hmm. OK. Well, I like because well, I he didn't say anything other than no. That I just bark, made noise. That bark. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah just okay. different dog sounds. Yeah, I well, I love that. And then the the king, his I mean, his didn't like stand out as like wow or anything. I mean, I, I it it sounded fine. The archduke, his was. I liked his. His seemed to really, especially match his character. And the just... king and the grand duke are actually both the same person. Oh, okay, okay. That's a uh, Louis Van Ruten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say I liked the Grand Duke, his depiction matching his character yeah. even more. No, he definitely... The king, I'm not saying didn't match his, but it's not like I was like, oh, you oh know, yeah, this sure. is just so perfectly the king. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I liked them too. I don't actually really have a whole lot to add because I agree with all those assessments. Um... Oh, the one thing that with the uh, with the Duke that I liked though, and it's not necessarily... 
he it was good voice acting but it's also it was a wonderful moment of the voice acting and like the plotting and the animation coming together where he starts describing what it would be like for a woman to come in and sweep the prince off of his feet as that actually starts happening that was a really cute moment like i I didn't i didn't remember that but that was really well done of of him like as he's saying it those things are happening with the prince like oh and then going over just all of that i like that that lined up really nicely i agree i agree that was one of my yeah one of my favorite moments um how about the sound design in general um both sound effects the score anything like that I, I really liked it. I mean, because I guess in one sense, nothing detracted from anything for mm-hmm. me. I felt it it definitely had me, made me feel emotional at times and really just kind of carried it forward, especially um, it was great foreshadowing at times when something between that and the the shadow use yeah. um, in the animation uh, the music was was great and it was kind of like you know the the scary movies where they're playing it and they're going towards the door and you're like don't open <laughs> like, the no, door no. why are you opening the door yeah. so it was kind of like turn around cinderella or don't you know um, but no i i really enjoyed that i loved i felt caught up in the the ballroom scene yeah and them dancing that really carried mm-hmm. that scene yeah the then, the so the composers and we'll We'll talk about songs in a little bit, but the composers were, uh, they had two, Oliver Wallace and Paul J. Smith. And yeah, I mean, I thought, I don't think anything that they did detracted, none of it, none of their music necessarily sticks in my mind, but I think all of it served the movie super well. So, I mean, by that measure, I think they did a great job. I agreed, and I loved Bippity Boppity Boo. Of course, yes. that's absolutely so the, my um, the songwriters, there's several. Um, we have... Mac David, Jerry Livingston, and Al Hoffman, um, who who did all those different songs. Um, what yeah, what did you what did you think of of those songs? Um, I really loved them. I love I love the uh, a a dream the the very first one when she wakes mm-hmm. up. Um, I I don't remember the name, but a dream is um, something, is a, is a wish. A dream your is heart a wish makes. your heart makes. Okay, oh, okay, so that's the name of it. I I loved that and and the the thoughts and sentiment of that, but I loved the the score, the lyrics coming together with yeah. that, and then bippity boppity boo is just so delightful. I, I hear it so actually delightful. like did really well on um the radio and stuff back in back oh, okay. in the day. Like it was yeah, it was the big standout of that that people were singing. So with. Okay. With good cause. Yeah, there was, uh, what, that, Sweet Sweet Nightingale. That was oh, a fun little... Pretty, the animation pretty, got pretty. really trippy, which was interesting. I Like, with the bubbles and the colors and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I liked all the songs. Um, I don't... And that contrast real quick with Sweet yeah. Sweet Nightingale. I love oh, yeah. starting off with the sisters. With the awful and singing. that ha- awful singing. And I thought it was a beautiful transition into her voice. Yeah. Because, you know, just so lovely. And then turning that uh, a song that you're kind of like, uh, into something that was just Yeah, really no, because it's beautiful when Cinderella's singing it. Um, yeah, I, I liked all the songs. Um, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo is obviously the standout. Um, but like, I guess, especially compared to later Disney movies, a lot of them feel like partial songs instead of full songs. You know, it feels like we got like, like part of it then there was talking and other stuff happened and we kind of like left the song before we could really 
get into it. You Are know? you saying in others or in this? In this, in this one, like a little bit with "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes," um, but especially with like the work song that the mice sing and stuff, mm-hmm. and the the romance the romance ballad that we get later doesn't. I guess it goes on for a bit. Maybe that one's just a little bit boring, but um, yeah, I think especially the mouse one, um, like. When when Jock started singing it, I was immediately like nostalgic, but then it ends very quickly <laughs> before you can really get into that song, which is a shame. Um, I would agree. Yeah, would but agree. like I think I think they're good. I think they just don't get as much time to shine as maybe they they could have gotten. Um, yeah. Oh, and then one other just a sound effect thing that I noticed is that um, when the king and the duke fall with the chandelier after he cuts it, it's the that goofy yell. Um, it's, oh, it's stuck in yes, there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, they they do that. It's from one of the classic Goofy shorts. I think it's the one, the how to skiing or or whatever. Um, but but yeah, that laugh that obviously you've heard in a lot of stuff because they stick that sound effect in a lot of Disney movies. Okay. Um, yeah, they they use the Goofy yell there. All right, let's get to the part that our podcast is named after. How does it hold up? There's obviously a lot to that goes with that sort of a question. So uh, let's first um, talk about some some relatively minor things. Um, was that one? The king had a lot of cigars, and that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> we just <laughs> cigars are gross, and we should probably generally not put them in children's movies. Um, but that's a minor nitpick. And then also, cats shouldn't have milk. And there's so many classic cartoons <laughs> that are like, yeah, give the cats milk, but like, don't. It's actually bad for them. Please don't do that to your cats. Anyone listening, if you don't know that, don't give your cats milk. It's just not actually good for them, despite what Tom and Jerry and this movie would tell you. Also, I found, I, I noticed, and maybe you noticed too, this is a very anti-cat pro-dog movie. Oh. <laughs> like... The cat is pretty unambiguously evil, and Cinderella doesn't like him, and the dog is, like, the hero. And that's whatever with just one movie, but I found that there's a lot of old stuff that's, like, pretty anti-cat, which is sad, because cats are great. I know. In fact, possibly, yeah, it would have been nice if there had been another cat in yeah, in that, like, like maybe nice her cat. cat or something that was right. a good cat, so know. that we know it's just Lucifer that's that's a, yeah. a, a big meanie. Because, yeah, as it stands, it just feels like cats are just always bad. She, I did, though, hear her. There were times that she's like, poor Lucifer, that she seems sincere about that. <laughs> the, so, same, the thing where she's like, he's got to have some good quality, but can't actually think of Oh, I know, she can't anything. think of any. That was, that was funny. But there yeah. was a few times that she ex- seemed to express genuine empathy for him. Which I think says more about her nature than his. Like, I think it's more that she's likes to try to see the best in, in people and things. Um, yes, I, I definitely some of the sexism and stereotypes yes. of, of yeah. Let's really get into it, Mom. Let's get into it. Stood out to me, of course, like the even interestingly the female mice saying in the song, you know, oh yeah, it, keep, the, it. keep the sewing yeah. to the women. Yeah, be, well, because well, because Jacks 
wants to sew. Yeah. And he wants to sew. And then she's like, leave the sewing to the women. But yeah. I did notice in so the they actual. So on their adventure. But when they actually were making it, there were men that were in yeah. their sewing. Because like, why nice, Because you know? why not? Exactly. It's like, they, they, that's they a might weirdly, be better designing. That's a weird thing to like put on things. Yeah, no, there was even early, early in the movie after they get Gus, um, Cinderella like pulls out a little dress and then it's like, no, he's a boy. And she's like, oh yeah, of course he wouldn't want that. But I'm a trans lesbian. So I have like super lots of feels about that sort of thing. <laughs> um, like, yeah, like we should Gus have given can wear, Gus, Gus can a wear choice. a dress like, well, if like he Gus wants. Choose. Yeah, you bring like the Gus. dress and the shirt, <laughs> let him choose. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other interesting thing is the, the, well, interestingly, I like, how, well, I like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about but but I found it interesting that all the portraits of the king and the family, uh-huh. we don't know what happened to the mom, but we didn't yeah, have to talked because about. it sh- just shows pictures of, of he and, and his son. Yeah. And then that his biggest desire was to I guess we're have, all paintings. Exactly. Because of when it came out. Exactly. Like, but the then, time period. Correct. Sorry. And then that's okay. And then that all of the, that his biggest, the king's biggest desire was to have grandchildren, which is yeah. a stereotypical grandparent wish or, you know, parents wanting their children to have right. children so yeah, they no, can have grandchildren. Yeah, he made a whole lot of very heterosexual exactly. assumptions so, in that whole spiel. But right. So it, it's not the fact, I mean, it was very, which could go any, any way you look at it as still a stereotypical or a cliche parents wanting grandchildren so that that wouldn't you know that wouldn't necessarily denote the sexism in and of itself but him saying well looking at the woman as a baby making machine oh yeah by saying you know him initially saying you know can she have children i mean will she make a good wife or whatever right so again you know putting that role on her and instead, and, and interestingly, the Archduke seemed to care more about the prince being in love and being yeah. happy and being happy. Yeah. So that's kind of... Which I guess he doesn't have the stake of grandchildren. He's just like, I just want... He seems like a nice guy. I want him to be happy. I don't actually know what the Grand Duke's, like, relation to them all is. <laughs> he just is around the king all the time. But what's he the Duke of? I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know. So yeah, th- those... But fortunately, it wasn't... Consi- I mean, it didn't keep recurring. Yeah. I was happy about no, some of No, it's pretty much just that one roles. scene where he like Correct. really got into all that. Um, yeah. And I think several things. Again, I liked the minimal, you know, very minimal dialogue with many of the characters and mm-hmm. just the music, the the action, really telling the story and came, yeah. and, and moving the story along. I think that helped there not be as many things that might be dated. Yeah, not having to detract. talk as much about, oh, the the kids and the, oh, what are you going to do if I marry you and all that. Like, yeah, like exactly. they didn't, they didn't get into any of that because they basically just dance and like sing in their heads. <laughs> exactly. Well, and again, just the simplicity again, even with, with anyone, the the dialogues. Yeah. Not yeah. only between Cinderella and the prince, but I just mean with, with, oh, yeah, with all of the characters yeah. all, all, all the it's way along. It's pretty succinct, so I, succinct so, overall. So I think in that sense... It, why it really holds up to me yeah, over time. Yeah. I don't think there's that much then that made it 
you know, blaring like, oh, no, that's... No, there's definitely some films you go back and, and watch. We'll get to you, Peter Pan. Um, I, I enjoy Peter Pan, but obviously there's some issues there. And uh, Lady and the Tramp, that'll be fun. Anyways, yeah, some things like have really egregious like scenes or whatever that is like, it makes it hard to go back to the movie at all. But like the things here in Cinderella are only a little egregious like it's just kind of eye roll worthy more than like oh that's awkward to watch you know so yeah i think the i think the whole of it really adds up because there's not a whole lot of time like basically we just talk about what the king's motivations are for setting up the ball which his motivations are a little obnoxious but then beyond that we don't have to talk about that okay let's get into spoilers with our spoiler spoiler alert skip to all right so let's talk about some of the stuff that we didn't before because i guess spoilers for this like very very old movie that again it feels like everyone's seen um the main thing the main scene that i want to talk about is the dress tearing scene um it's horrifying (laughs) like the emotions of that scene are it's hard to watch but like because it's supposed to be like it's just this it's kind of soul crushing and part of what makes it so soul crushing which you might not have noticed at first because it's something you feel more than you observe is that as that scene goes on the backgrounds stop being the hall and just become um abstract light behind the like then highlights the scene like the it starts getting more and more red of, of light as this to kind of you know signify like her feelings and how violated she is there and that's it's i don't a, know if I it's a, it's, yeah it's an interesting thing that's a lot harder to do with live action but because it's animation like we just we, we get in there and it'll have the different cuts of like one leaning forward and her going oh, or whatever and the background behind it isn't the room they're in anymore it's just those abstract lights of like a red or an orange or whatever which i thought was like yeah it really adds to the to the emotion of that scene without being obvious you know you feel that more than you actually see it because yeah you you might not have even noticed huh right no i didn't i just know that i felt genuine heart crushing yeah. as well as terror just yeah fear it's just of... it's hard to watch yeah. like it's it that scene very much holds up with the emotion that it's trying to get through. Like that one, it, that part is rough. Yes. Um, also, um, uh, towards the end of the movie, um, this this kind of harkens back to how you were talking about how Lady Tremaine has a lot more details on her face. The the scene where it felt feels like she had the most detail on her face was the end where she where Cinderella produced the other slipper, and we cut to a fairly quick shot of her going. <gasps> like there's so much detail on her (laughs) face there so we can really feel like how shocked and horrified she is and like really feel like yeah screw you she's got she's got another one your plans are foiled yes and then finally the last spoiler i want to talk about so lucifer died right (laughs) i'm glad i didn't say that earlier because my thought is it showed it did not show him falling on anything sure that didn't. would break his fall. And it definitely showed how far that was down. Yeah. Like, and he was falling, I mean, on his back, but admittedly cats are good at flipping over, but like, that's a long ways to fall even yes. for a cat. Yes. 
and he's not in the rest of the movie, which admittedly there's not a whole lot left of the movie after that, but still, like, he died, huh? I, I think he died. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I that know, Lucifer died. I know, but they, of course, didn't show it, but yeah, I think, I think yeah. that would be, because I, yeah, I think that would be right? a, an absolute legitimate assumption. Yeah. And then, interestingly. Because they really, really did, like, like you said, like, show that that was high. That was high. Yeah. And again, you know, it's not like he was falling into a cart of hay or and uh, like, something with a tarp. Yeah, and like, I mean, he was a shitty cat, but like, I me. know, don't kill him. <laughs> right? We don't have to murder the cat. Lady Tremaine was worse because she abused a woman for years and she didn't die. I know, I know, I yeah, know. So that was I rough. Know. I'm pretty sure Lucifer's alive in the sequels, so, but like, if you don't watch the sequels, like, you have every reason to think that that cat just fell and died. Exactly. Just messed up. Also, this isn't a spoiler, but who named this cat? I know, I know. <laughs> who was like, true. you know what name to give this cat? The devil's name. <laughs> That's a great idea. Like, yes. That's like I'm not really name. religious, but I'm still not going to name one of my pets after Satan. Yeah, that's, 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 that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, like why? That is, yeah, I mean, again, I had completely forgotten that was his name. Yeah, like, which I mean, wow. it's appropriate for him, I guess. But like, someone had to name that cat. Yes. And presumably, it was like Lady Tremaine or someone. So like, then, the, this it makes probably me think... wasn't Cinderella who has reasons to dislike this cat. And depending on the age of the cats, because you know animals can live for a while. I'm not sure how long we're depicting, but wouldn't that have been a a good indication of Lady Tremaine's character if she came into marrying you and you're like, <laughs> oh, what's your cat's name? Lucifer. I mean, oh, wouldn't this maybe charming. if you pause to think. Maybe something about this lady. It's like that's that's yeah. a, that's weird. I'm gonna brush that one aside because if I think about it for too long, there's just so many questions exactly. that come to mind. Exactly. So yes. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and end the spoilers now because the last thing wasn't really even spoilers. All right. So we're pretty much done here. Um, overall consensus on the movie have have our feelings changed at all in discussing it? Um, and yeah, would we recommend it a little more than just a yes or a no? this one i i don't know if my feelings have changed Mm -hmm. i think i appreciate even more after our discussion and i very much think it holds up over time i really like the animation the quality the voice acting quality and i think it i definitely would recommend it but with younger children i think that you would want to anticipate questions like did lucifer die yeah (laughs) you know and things or even just the nature of the thing of like this is about this is a story about a girl who was abused for years and years and like hopefully that's a relatively new concept to your child um and so yeah there might need to be a, a conversation about like especially i think especially a conversation that would probably need to happen is if you are a step parent to the kid who is going to watch it. Cause uh, I mean, this is just one of many Disney movies that are like step parents are evil, which yes. is a weird message to keep sending to our kids. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, Cause no, they're not inherently evil. I mean, some of them suck, but also some regular parents, some not regular, some bur- uh, biological parents also suck. Like 
being a step parent doesn't have any bearing on if you suck. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's a, probably a good conversation to have with any kid, even if you aren't a step parent, just to be like, Hey, like this stepmother was bad, but they're not all bad. But I guess too, I think that you would want to also be cautious with really young children, you know, especially like one, two, three, mm-hmm. because interestingly, it's scarier than I than I thought. Yeah. As far as it does so well, the the use of shadows, yeah. of music. So I think that it could be scary to children at times, without realizing. I mean, realize this comes from yeah, someone. Some I used so. to be terrified of the abominable snowman on Rudolph <laughs> when I was little. I was terrified of that. Yeah. So I just so. mean, is if if your child has a reaction, it may be yeah. the emotions they can't obviously articulate, but because it does it so well, of I'm one, depicting I wonder how evil much that, uh, or that fear. Yeah. No, with there's the, definitely some the music and the yeah. shadows. Yeah. So you yeah. might want to anticipate. Definitely. All right. Um. So yeah, I guess um on a scale of great good okay meh bad where where would you put it in that very vague scale that's basically a five point scale (laughs) i i don't know if i would go so far as to say great Mm -hmm. but i think i would definitely find it somewhere between good and great so maybe very good Mm -hmm. okay or at least a little notch above good. Okay. I think I, I I think I'd probably put it a little lower personally. I think it's between okay and good. Like I I think it's I think it's pretty good. Like I I think again, I a, a lot of it boils down to just the those mice get so much time. So I think I guess to me it feels like this is probably going to be overall more entertaining for kids than adults because so much of it is focused on these mice. Not that the mice shenanigans are, can't be fun for adults, but they it brings it down a little bit for me personally. Like this makes it not as great a movie for me. And and yeah, there's just not. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's good, and I think it's I think it's worth watching. But I don't think it's necessarily one of Disney's greatest movies. Okay, know? so now you're gonna make me want to change. Oh my no, <laughs> no, and yeah, it's like hmm. I may. I mean, you now... go with your f- no, you go no, with no. Your gut. Here's here's my thought. What I what I enjoyed, I just found myself smiling and enjoying. You have a and lot of nostalgia left because of the nostalgia, and again because it, to me it was beautifully simplistic. Yeah, and I just and I think that's but, valid. But I just I guess I would just keep it at good or maybe a notch below good in that. There are some issues, I think, with it, especially mm-hmm. like if I think of watching it maybe with my grandchildren one day sure. or something like that. Just, yeah, there are a few issues, and especially in comparison, knowing that we're going to be watching a lot of animated films. Oh, we're going to be watching I so many. Yeah, so I think I definitely would... would and they're going to run the gamut. <laughs> I definitely would, would rank it above okay. Yeah. But... I no, I think I would put it a little to, yeah. above, above I, okay. I would, I would, so I definitely would put it closer to the scale of good than than just closer to the scale of okay. But if you were to actually put it on just a five-star scale, I'd give it a three, probably. And I might be a 3.5. That's fair. All right. Um, any other thoughts that you had on this before we wrap this up? Cinder Valley Cinder. No, no. <laughs> I just, I just really enjoyed it. It was fun. It's it was, a cute, it's yeah, a really fun, song. fun, fun, and fun first, first movie to watch, yeah. animated movie yes, to watch. Yes, fun, Good fun choice. opening movie for our new podcast. Yes. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna be all for now. And next time, Bibbity Timey Wimey Boo. Thanks. Interesting. We'll see you guys next time. Next time. Take care. 
This has been How Does It Hold Up? with Danica Juarez and Jan James. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.